Feels like yesterday when we roamed this lost world. A little town amidst a giant city. Quiet, crazy, wild, and sometimes lonely. Never boring, yet at times it was. It was a place where characters roamed and lived bizarre tales. Yet these were not works of mythology, and it's all tattooed on my mind. So sit back, and let me tell you the stories of this ancient city. Let's hang out together on the Stoops of Atlantis. It was that typical early September morning. School hadn't started yet, so it was still full summer in my book. The air was dense with August heat, even though it was still a couple of hours from noon. I stepped up to the bottom step of my stoop. In my hand was a once puppy pink spaldine, now almost brown with months of wear, grime, and palm sweat. In slow motion, I turned to see my buds, Chris, Scott, and Joe, standing out in the street and on the sidewalk across 118. My attention turns back to the stoop. I take a breath, focus, and slam the little rubber ball on the edge of the third step. Then there's that great sound, that pop, like the sound of a baseball bat that makes when it hits a 95 mile an hour pitch and then catches it just right to send it upward and onward over the wall of Shea Stadium. Spaulding arches up and over the heads of my friends and it hits the stoop across the street. Home run, a perfect and typical day. But it was far from typical. It was the last time we would gather to play stoop ball as kids on Hunt 18. And I had no idea at the time. None of us did. But it was. It was one of those last times we are never aware of at the time. My best friend Russ just moved to Arizona. We had been best buds since high school, which is where we met. I saw him off from his place on West 81st uh, and hugged him tightly. But he'll be back for a visit in July and we'll go visit him and his wife. But it was the end of a great run. I made movies with Russ. We went on memorable and infamous camping trips. And I got drunk too many times to remember. And we will again. But it was the last time he'd be so close, so available for a spur-of-the-moment gathering. It was sad, but I saw it coming. I mean, I remember the last time I ate sushi. It was like a week ago. But when was the last time I ate a pack of cherry narrowators on my stoop? Something I had done countless times. One of those packs of teeth-rotten, delicious candies was the last one I ever ate. I wonder if I cherished and savored every red saliva moment. Probably not. But there was a last one. The last Manhattan Special I drank, or the last hot dog from Pleasant Avenue. I had a friend named Mimo when I was about nine. He lived next door and he was one of the other half of the dynamic duo who were tossing darts at targets we each held for each other. One of those darts entered my thigh. Yeah, a real couple of quantum physicists we were. 
Anyway, I learned he was going to move to Canada. I was sad because he was a good kid and we had fun playing together. And then one day he was gone. And I can't recall the last time we played. What game we played? Not sure. I never did see Mimo again. I lit thousands upon thousands of fuses in my day. I was a little pyro bastard and I was obsessed with fireworks. Saving up, making lists of the types and varieties I would buy, and then pace all day on July 4th as barbecue smoked, awaiting sundown so we can get the show on the road. And even beyond the 4th, firecrackers were always available, and I'd light those little bombs at any chance I could. But one day, as I struck a match, touched the flame to the fuse, and awaited the blast, a thought zipped across the ether. This was the last fuse he would light. It was the last firework Mikey D would do on 118. But it wasn't. Many years later, my friend Joe got his hands on a bunch of pyrotechnics, and we, like kids, spent that July 4th evening lighting fuses and having a blast. Which proves something I've been thinking about lately. The last time. Even those ephemeral ones. And nothing of the sort. It's just last until the next time. Some last are last, but others are just waiting for that right moment to have the fuse sizzle again. My sister Laura and I were best buds with Christopher and Jennifer since we were early grade school. In our mid-teens, we learned they were moving downtown, all the way to 68th Street. I mean, we were inseparable for years and years, and they were part of our childhood, its very essence. We were sad knowing they were going. I mean, you know, Jennifer and I had mutual crushes on each other at various points in our life, so there was that added sense of loss of a romance that just never happened. And then one day, they were gone. And there was a moment hanging on the stoop or in a yard or playing a game when it was the last time that fearsome foursome would be together. And like many last times, it happened when we were all unaware. And like the fireworks, it was not really the last time the four of us got together a couple years ago, a few times, to hang out and reminisce. It was great being all together looking back at the fun times. I'm sure we'll gather again. But it wasn't the same as those original last times. Speaking of fireworks and crushes, it was that cold January morning, walking by the Crosstown bus stop near Pleasant Avenue, hoping she'd be there. And she was. Christina. I had a mission, and I asked her out to a Billy Joel concert. And she said yes, and I didn't see her again. She vanished. The last time I see her? No. The following December, I boarded the 2nd Avenue bus bag of gifts in hand, I was heading down to visit Susie, who was home from college for the holidays. We had just had an amazing summer romance together, and I I couldn't wait to see her. I heard an all-too-familiar voice. Hey, where you headed? It was her. I waved, and she approached. I had an amazing reply for her. One I spoke with a sly, cocky confidence. I'm going to visit my girlfriend on 86th Street. (laughs) 
I stressed the word girl and friend, and I saw it, a slight but perceptible twinge of jealousy in her eyes. She asked, oh yeah? What's her name? I know a lot of girls on 86th Street. I smiled and said, Susie. She half shrugged and told me she had just seen a guy at a party wearing a Devo hat, and it made her think of me. I never asked about the Billy Joe concert, where she had gone. Although recently, I was stunned as Christina, like a ghost, reappeared, and I learned a lot about her. Her whys and whats, her pains and problems, what made her tick or tick. And it meant a lot to me to learn that I was one of her fondest memories of East Hall. There was that last malted from the diner on 119. The last vanilla with sprinkles from Mr. Softy, eating it as it melted on my stoop. I climbed a crabapple tree in my yard one day and pigged out on its fruit. And yeah, you know, I had no idea it was the last time. Hide and seek. I mean, who was the last person I found? Who tagged me in the last freeze tag game we ever played? Or that last time I flicked that checker in the Scully's game? I kept that smooth, game-winning chip in my junk drawer for years, and then one day determined it was okay to toss it. Time changes the value of things, of people, of memories. It can make things ultimately worthless or incredibly priceless. And lasts lead to firsts, and new lasts, which are never really lasts, at least not always. One day it will be the last of everything, but I hope that's before off time. Until then, I go back regularly to 118 where my parents still live. And I watch with a smile and a sad tear. Those ghosts in me drift by 118, past me, waving and winking, as I sit watching from the stoops of Atlantis. Thanks for listening in to the Stoops of Atlantis with Mikey D. If you enjoyed this podcast, please take a moment to rate it on whatever app you're using. And you could also leave a message at the Facebook page or contact me at stoopsmail at yahoo.com. Until next time. Mm-hmm.